Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day, everyone, and welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is Dr. TK. So in today's podcast episode, I want to do something a little bit different. For those of you who are new to the podcast, I do a lot of personal development through podcasts, through YouTube videos, through audiobooks and physical books. And I'm sure that if you've been around the podcast for a while, you know that I will intertwine I'm going to say mindset tools into how you can have a profitable business. And so I decided this past week, um, it's May, May of 2023, I decided to listen to Outwitting the Devil for, I'm going to say the third time. So the first time that I read this book, even though I had heard about it for years, I decided to physically read the book back in 2021. As I read the book and then I end up going over to the audio version to kind of like recap the things that I had read and like look at all my sticky notes and my physical book, I decided to pull it into our very first in-person mastermind post like the whole shutdown in 2020. And when I tell you that it was some significant breakthroughs just by doing a recap of the book with our students in our elite coaching mastermind. By far, that was, I would say, if we're talking about any personal development book, that was the book, or this is the book because I have it in my hand, that stimulated every single therapist who showed up to that mastermind, which in numbers, it was 20 out of the 21 students that was part of our mastermind for that particular year. And they were fired up when they left. Um, Some of them had downloaded the audiobook to their phone or found it on YouTube. They listened to it the whole time on their flight home and was done with the book by the time they got home. Um, One student drove from Southern California. Oh, no, we were in Vegas. So they drove from Vegas to Northern California and they listened to the whole book on the drive home. And it definitely stimulated those clinicians to just take their mindset that influenced their business to a whole nother level. So if you've read this book before, I would highly encourage you that if you have not read it yet this year in 2023 or whatever the year is that you're hearing this podcast episode, I would encourage you to put this book on your list of great reads once a year, especially I'm going to say with what's happening in 2023 and of course what happened in 2020, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, There's a lot of shifts in our economy and it always like shakes me up a little bit. I don't want to say it scares me, but it like shakes me up when a book can be written years, decades, some books hundreds of years ago, and they are pretty much predicting or reflecting on something that happened during the time of them writing the book. But then it's somehow like the whole history repeats itself. It's happening again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you something that I actually shared with my current Elite Coaching Mastermind students in 2023. Um, At the time of this recording, it is Wednesday. We had just had a call on Tuesday, a group call, um, what's called our hot seats. And that's when they come together and they really are getting coached and support from myself and from other mastermind students 
about where they need help at in their business, of course, while also sharing wins. So I decided to make this part of like their intro personal development because I was so fired up, y'all. I was at the gym for 90 minutes, took a walk after the gym on my way home. And then, you know, clearly I got to get dressed. I'm walking around the house, cooking my breakfast. I finished the whole book by the time we got on our call at 10 o'clock. Now the book is like three, almost four hours, right? But I got up early. I got up at 5.30. I think I started listening to the book around clearly six. And so I was super fired up. Oh no, we had a call at nine. So I got through, I think it was like three and a half hours of the book. And then I finished listening to the rest like after the call. But nevertheless, this is what I pulled from the book that I wanted to share with therapists. Okay. So first I'll do a summary. This is like part one. I'm just going to pull out important quotes and there's way more than what I am going to share right now, but I thought it would be important to share that with our group. So the first thing that I shared was, of course, uh, your biggest asset is time. And this is something that I posted actually on social media, like the night before scheduling it to go out that morning of not even had read this book. So clearly it was like divine timing. Time is your biggest asset. It is the only currency that you outright own while you're here on earth. Nobody dictates how you serve out your time. You do that. You choose what job you're going to take. You choose what position you decide to go after or get promoted. You, You have a choice to say yes or no. You choose to go into business. You choose to add streams of income, you choose your schedule. And even if you may say, oh, I didn't change, I didn't choose my schedule of my job, but you chose a job, which means that you chose your schedule. And if you don't like it, you do something about it. So time is your biggest asset. It is the currency that you own. Number two takeaway, don't leave unfinished thoughts in your mind. So what does this look like? Most business owners are idea generators. They are visionaries. That's why they want a business. That's why they thrive in business. However, sometimes we as business owners can go down the rabbit hole simply because all of our thoughts stay in our mind. And what I encourage our community to do is get a designated, uh, what is it, journal or someplace on your phone that's like one area and start to write down your ideas every single day. Because what you will recognize if you do that on a consistent basis is that you feel more clear-headed. And also, if you're determining if you want to add a business or a stream of income um, to your life, then you will start to see certain things that you write down overlapping, meaning they have something in common. And instead of you trying to create one product at a time, you may realize that one product is a package. One product is a course, right? So don't leave unfinished thoughts in your mind. Get them down on paper. Another one that I loved is be definite with what you want. When they talk about the definite minds of people, um, you may have heard something that tells people, oh, they're the top 1%. They're the top 2%. So this is still true in 2023 from when this book was written. In the book, they talked about the top 2%. The 2% of our world are people who have definite thoughts, meaning they declare what they want, and they go after it regardless of the outcome. And we're going to talk about outcome with mindset in a second. But if you are wishy-washy because you are maybe a perfectionist or you want everything to be finished, 
before you even start. Like the course has to be built. The lessons have to be recorded. Well, why? Why don't you monetize it and make sure that people want it before you sit down and create it? That's the way we do things in the 2000s, right? But some people want to be able to predict every single thing that comes after the thing has happened. And you're not a psychic. You may have psychic abilities. You may be able to see things, but at the end of the day, you won't be able to see everything before it happens. So declare what you want. And that's how you start moving into that top percentage of people who are successful. Another one that I love, and they talked about spirituality because it's clearly called outwitting the devil, right? So they're talking about just a whole lot of things related to religion. And it's not to demean religion or spirituality. It's just talking about how people develop fear. So in the book, they talked about demanding what you want. And I love the audiobook because it actually shares like Napoleon Hill interviewing the devil per se. But they talked about how people typically seek their spirituality and they seek prayer because they're begging for something like, please, please, please help me get out of debt. Please, please, please help my student loans get forgiven. Don't beg. Instead, declare and demand what you want. If you actually sit down and think back, you got a lot, if not all, of what you wanted because you were very specific with your higher power in terms of, I want to graduate. I'm graduating. I'm getting licensed. I'm going to have a profitable and successful private practice. I'm not going to take insurance. I'm doing only private pay because remember CBT thought elicits your emotion, AKA your frequency. If we're talking about manifestation and how you feel inside your energy, and then that leads to your behavior, your actions. So if you're not definite with your thoughts and you're wishy-washy and you're only begging for stuff when you hit rock bottom or when you have more month and money, that's why you keep staying on a hamster wheel of seeing maybe small results, but you're not hitting the results at the level that you should. Now, earlier I talked about like declaring what you want because that leads into a bigger outcome, the success outcome that you want, and it may take time. So another takeaway was temporary defeat versus failure. Are you a person who is more of the top 2% mindset where you will take something that um, panning out in the way that you desired, or maybe it's taking a little bit longer, or maybe you got no sales, you got no clients on the first time or second time or third time that you launched that thing. Are you compartmentalizing it and recognizing it as a temporary defeat or are you looking at it as failure? So I'll give you an example. When I first launched our group version of the private practice program, now known as DTA, Manifest a Profitable Private Practice, when I first launched it, I was first just really doing interviews with people that are therapists trying to get to know like, what are they looking for? And they didn't know when I started interviewing them, they were looking for words like branding and marketing, not realizing that they were missing a big chunk of what makes a profitable business, which is an operating system, like what's running your business, right? So after I started noticing a trend, that's how I end up developing like the syllabus for the Dope Therapist Academy. So when I launched it, I did it like a 75 to 90 minute one-time webinar, When I did the webinar, I ran Facebook ads, didn't really know what I was doing there, did organic traffic on Instagram and Facebook and all those things, and just like really did a spread the word through other therapist people that I knew. And I would get here and there, like, you know, 10 people to come to a webinar, nobody to come to a webinar. What I'm getting at is to get a cohort of 12 that I created a vision board for, where I put up pictures on my wall at the time, 
It was like a 16, no, a 20 by 24 big construction sheet of paper that I went to the Dollar Tree and bought. It was like blue to the point where it was up so long. The sun had hit it. It turned purple. You know what I'm saying? But I went on Pinterest and I just typed in professional women because at the time I was seeking women. I wanted a diverse group, but I know that I attract a lot of black therapists, right? So I picked 12 people. Don't tell me how I came up with the number 12. It just came to me in my meditation and quiet time. I put on the bottom of those pictures what their titles were, like LCSW, MFT, school psychologist, clinical psychologist, all these different titles. Under the title, I also put where they were located, New York, um, Chicago, Texas, Atlanta, California, you know, things like that. And when I tell you that it was a little creepy that uh, one person in particular, I actually had her on the podcast, Dr. Rochelle, always laughed like when I shared a story because outside of her name, I had a black female that was young, recently licensed, that was a school psychologist from New York. That was the avatar on my board. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And she was one of my first clients like out of state. And I'm like, whoa, we going out of California now. And so I'm like in person because I met her in person. I did have a client before then in Chicago. And then of course I had people like in California. So it just like blew my mind, the power of demanding what you want and also looking at those webinars and those phone calls that I was doing as temporary defeat, not failure. Because if I deemed it as failure, which to me is another version of quitting, right? Because you declare when you quit, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't have the products and services. I probably would have went back to a nine to five job, right? So temporary defeat versus failure. Another takeaway is that you don't quit with opposition when you are maybe one step from your success. And so another way that I interpreted that is like the whole story of three feet from gold. Okay. In the think, uh, grow rich story, they talk about that. So three feet from gold, if you haven't heard of that story, it was a guy, I'm not going to say any names. I can't remember the character's name, but I also saw it like play out in the think and grow rich, like movie that I saw on like a uh, YouTube or something. So it was a guy he knew that it was gold, you know, in the area or whatever. So he got like friends and family or whatever, just like random people to say, hey, like help me build, help me, uh, you know, get to this gold. So they were digging, they were digging, they were digging because I think he may have found a little bit of gold and then he just was like, there has to be more. So he believed that it was gold there and he kept digging, but it was like a marathon. He kept doing it. And then remember the people that he had helping him were just people that he knew, like people in the village. And he said, I will pay you. Da, da, da. So they kept working and working for it and they didn't find it. So he ended up meeting a guy and he, he told the guy what was going on. And the guy said, I'll take this off your hands. So he bought it from him. You know, he bought the mine or whatever from him. So the second guy, he was smart. He decided that, okay, if it's gold here, I'm not just going to grab anybody. I'm going to go find the experts that know how to dig to find the gold. I'm not going to get random people. So hear what I'm saying. When you want something, like if I'm talking to therapists who want to practice, you can go and get, for example, help in your business from somebody who's at the same stage as you, but they can only help you as far as they've helped themselves. You can go and find a general coach that can help you with branding and marketing. But when it comes down to setting up your back office, paperwork, documentation, understanding HIPAA compliance, ethics, and all those things, they can only coach you so far. So that's where I come in. And that's how I stand out with my brand is that I know how to run a very profitable business. I can help you see the picture beyond solo practice. I've done it 10 times over with different streams of income, still doing it to this day. 
Still got my feet wet into private practice. It's just mine look a little different, one to many, and I'm very selective with the clients that I choose to continue to see. But at the end of the day, would you rather choose somebody who's still currently doing the work and they are well-versed in your career path and your business path? Or would you rather choose somebody who's a generalist who you just grabbed because they got results online? We would probably choose the first person, right? So that's what that guy did. And guess what happened? He realized that it wasn't a marathon. It was actually a sprint. It didn't take as long because the other guy was three feet from gold. If he just stuck it out a little bit longer and did not look at it as, oh, this is my fifth time, this temporary defeat, I'm going to try again. He looked at it as failure. I owe all these people this money. They've given me all their time. Forget it. I quit. So I want you to reflect on how many times have you tried something and you just say, like, I know it's good, but forget it. I quit. Maybe there needed to be a pivot. Like the first guy, he probably could have just consulted with somebody who understands minds, right? To find the gold. So don't quit when you're three feet from gold. And I also love the other, the last takeaway. And then I'll go to the second part, which is failure is actually not real. It's man-made. You and your mind are the, is the only person that can declare that something is a failure. You. So those are some of the biggest takeaways that I pulled into our elite coaching mastermind session. Now I'm going to go into part two. In the book, they talked about drifter versus non-drifter. And if you have the book, it starts on page 91. So what I want you to do, treat it like an assessment, right? We're talking about mindset as a abundant human being, not just even a business owner. So you don't have to be a therapist to rate yourself. I want you to like do a tally. I'm going to list each uh, characteristic or trait one by one. And some may come with a brief explanation or example. And I want you to see which one you have more of. And then what do you do with that? So they talk about drifter versus non-drifter. And the top 2% of people that are successful are what's considered non-drifters. If you think about a drifter, think about a drift as like you're floating, you go with the flow. There's no systems. There's no structure. You just do stuff. That doesn't really lead to success. It may lead to temporary success, but can you repeat it and rinse and repeat? Probably not. So let's go over the drifter, okay? So the overall arching theme is we will notice about a drifter, and I'm gonna say the word his because that's how the book was written, but his total lack of of like his perspective on the world is that he lacks a major purpose, uh, like what his purpose is in life. Now you may be saying, well, that's not me. Well, hold on. Let's go through the characteristics. You may hear my page flip because I'm literally flipping through the book. So trait number one, he will be, or he will have a lack of self-confidence. He doesn't believe in himself. Okay. That's one. The next one, he will never accomplish anything requiring thought and effort. Now, this may be a person that says, I want to have a profitable business, but you mean to tell me I got to take a course so that I can figure this out? No. I got to watch 10 videos to build out my system? No. (laughs) Can you just give me your template? You know, those are those people. The next one. He spends all he earns and more too. If he can get credit, aka credit cards. So what this is saying is these people have more month than money. As easy as the money comes in, it goes out. 
And if he gets credit, he going to max them things out too. The next one, he will be sick from some real imaginary cause and calling to high heaven if he suffers the least physical pain. A complainer. The smallest thing is a big deal. I need to go to the hospital. A somatic individual. Maybe not even realizing that they can probably just fix the problem themselves. The next one. He will have little or no imagination. This person has stopped dreaming. If you tell this person, imagine where you want to be in five years. I mean, as long as it's better where I'm at now. You know, like there's no imagination. The next one. He will lack enthusiasm and initiative to begin anything he is not forced to undertake. And he will plainly express his weakness by taking the line of least resistance whenever he can do so. Let me put this in layman's terms. If you tell me I need to complete 10 steps to have a profitable mental health type of stream of income, like a private practice, a solo practice or a group practice, I would rather pay $15 and get the group practice templates because that's all I need to hire somebody. That's least resistance. That's a, a drifter. If you tell me that I need to follow all these steps according to HR to now hire a licensed or pre-licensed therapist, I'm just going to pay $100 to get all these generic like legal templates and hopefully they fit my company and hopefully I won't get in trouble. Okay, just give me whatever I need just to get started. It's like a get rich quick scheme, right? The next one, this person will be ill-tempered and lack in control over his or her emotions. You up and down. The next one, his personality will be without magnetism and it will not attract other people. You repel people. Next one, he will have opinions on everything, but accurate knowledge of nothing. This is the person that always got something to say. Why They'll question why you invested, but when it comes down to you asking them for help with something in the business that your investment is helping you with, they ain't got no answers. These are the people who say following in a Facebook group thread because they ain't got no answers. Next thing we know, everybody following the same post, looking for the same answer, but there's no expert. Okay. Next one, he may be a jack of all trades, but good at none. This reminds me of a person that says, I'm a multitasker. I can have all these streams of income. But when we look at the profit and loss statements, and all this person is telling me is, oh, you know, I, I invested all these years. You know, I, I mastermind and all these things. I've heard all these things, right? In different mastermind programs. <laughs> and this is a person who will say that they're a, a multitasker, but the multitaskerness is not showing up in your bank account. And I say that because it doesn't mean that this person is not making money, but they're not making money to the degree that they should because they're spreading their energy across all places. And they're really not showing up as the expert. They're showing up as the generalist. They just want to show people that they got all these streams of income. Congratulations. The next one, he will neglect to cooperate with those around him, even those on whom he must defend for food and shelter. This is a person who don't like to follow instructions. They don't like to be taught. They do not like to be coached. They are non-coachable in my eyes if they are in my coaching program. Next one, he will make the same mistake over and over again, never profiting by failure. You don't learn from your lessons. Next one, he will be narrow-minded and intolerant on all subjects, ready to crucify those who may disagree with him or her. You always right. (laughs) 
Next one, he will expect everything of others, but be willing to give little or nothing in return. Next one, he may begin many things, but will complete nothing. Next one, he will be loud in his condemnation of his government, politics. But he will never tell you definitely how it can be improved. He critiques the system, but doesn't know the first place of how it can be fixed. That's all the same one, okay? Next one, he will never reach decisions on anything if he can avoid it. And if he is forced to decide, he will reverse himself at the first opportunity, meaning he will move himself out of the path if he has to make a decision. He'll talk, he or she will say all these things in terms of maybe what's needed to have a profitable business, what's needed to have an abundant life. But when it comes down to making the decision to do so, or even to do things in your household, you're like, no, I'm cool. You can make the decision. Next one, he will eat too much and exercise too little. You're not taking care of your health. Next one, he will take a drink of liquor if someone else pays for it. Next one, he will gamble if he can do it on the cuff. Let's just gamble all of our money. Next one, he will criticize others who are succeeding in their chosen calling, aka what we know as a hater, a critic. All right, so those are the drifter characteristics. And I'll just read you the little statement that it says after. In brief, the drifter will work harder to get out of thinking than most others work in earning a good living. He will tell a lie rather than admit his ignorance, meaning you don't know something on any subject. If he works for others, he will criticize them to their backs and flatter them to their face. Mm. Now, you may be wondering, well, even though I'm a professional, I, I low-key like me, some of those characteristics. Or better yet, you're with someone, you're laying with someone who meets these characteristics. Someone that you give a lot of your time to, they meet these characteristics. Well, as you can see, this becomes a problem when we talk about like circles of influence. Now, let's go over to the non-drifter, the top 2%. So, I want you to tally how many of these you have. So, he extends many favors to others, but accepts favors sparingly or not at all. This is a person who does not have to gloat that they're donating, for example. He will be upfront. Um, he will be found upfront whether he is playing a game or fighting a war. No matter what the case is, he got your back, he in the front, he don't mind talking. Next one, if he does not know the answers, he will say so frankly. Next one, he has a good memory, never offers an alibi for his shortcomings. So this is a person who's pretty honest. Next one, he never blames others for his mistakes, no matter if they deserve the blame. Next one, he used to be known as a go-getter. But in modern times, you can call him or her a go-giver. You will find him running the biggest business in town, living on the best street, driving the best cars, and making his presence felt wherever he happens to be. In summary on this, on this one, this is a person who does not mind giving, does not mind going after what they want, and also doesn't mind having the things that they want to have, not tripping on who likes it or who doesn't. If you want the Range Rover, you want the Range Rover because you want it. You don't, you don't owe an explanation to anybody. Okay. The next one, he is an inspiration to all who come in contact with his mind. And I'm going to add to his energy. People like the way that you think. People like the way that your mind works. That makes you good at what you do. And the last one says the major distinguishing feature of the non-drifter 
is this. He has a mind of his own and uses it for all purposes. Now, I will add that you definitely want to read the actual book so that you can see how all of this comes together with how we grow up as children, how the school system is set up, not for the good outside of memorization and standardized tests. And it goes into just a whole world of things. Okay. So um, one of the questions that they pose under the drifter versus non-drifter is, can you think of someone you know who fits the description of a drifter? And that fits the description of a non-drifter. Now, in closing, this is what happened with my students yesterday. I asked them like, you know, what stands out? And they were like, you know, what if I'm like half and half? What, what does this mean? And I said, well, just like treatment, what's the goal of understanding a client's symptoms? To diagnose them to then collaboratively create a treatment plan. So with that said, if you're aware of all of the drifting tendencies, tendencies that you have or that you surround your people around, you know, that have those tendencies, at least the ones that you have, you now have the ability to do something about it. You just do the opposite. If it's saying this is a person who eat a whole lot of food, don't worry about their health, don't exercise, don't move their body. Clearly, the opposite of that is move your body, watch what you eat. Your body is your temple. And what they also talk about in the book is that when you feed your body certain things, it does feed your mind. So that's why a lot of our minds are clouded. We can't make a decision because of the the food, the chemicals that are going into our body. Be very mindful of the food that you choose to put into your body. Are you hydrated? It's so many different nuances in this book. So if you want to check out this book, it's called Outwitting the Devil, The Secrets to Freedom and Success. I will personally recommend to get the audio book and the physical book. If you were to see my physical book, it has a whole lot of post-it notes, has a whole lot of highlights and things like that and notes. But then I also have the audio book because I like to hear the conversation because it's like two different voices going back to back and it keeps you engaged. So if you like this podcast episode, head over to the DMs on Instagram, snapshot a picture of this podcast episode, or just let me know like what was your biggest takeaway. I would love to hear from you. I will see you in the next episode. Please share this uh, podcast channel with other therapists and abundant human beings that you know. Um, Check out any resources that we have in the link below. Um, From time to time, we have boot camps for solo practice so that we can commune together online via YouTube or on an online platform so that I can partake in what I do best, which is teaching and infusing power into mental health therapists across the country. If you want to participate in what we have coming up, whether it's an in-person event, virtual event, conference, or anything else, just go to drtk.com forward slash links. The link can be found in the show notes. And hopefully I'll see you at one of these virtual in-person events. All right, until the next episode, have a great day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.